I'm so happy to meet you in person. You know, I have seen many of your videos. Oh, thank you. With <laughs> um, all these amazing women. women. <laughs> thank you. Um, so I'd love to just start at the beginning and have you tell us a little bit more about where you're from and um, how you first started dancing. Well, I'm Cuban. <laughs> so I'm from Cuba and I started dancing like at nine, eight and nine years old, but I started studying classic ballet dance. So my beginning in dance was dancing classic ballet. Um, but the funny story is in the next dance room, in the next studio, they were teaching flamenco style. And I used to escape every day to the other room to receive flamenco lessons because it was my passion. I love the music. I love the taconeo, the rhythm, everything. So I used to escape every day there. And one day the teacher came down and asked for my mom. Uh, my mom said, it's me, but what happened? Because I bring is not your student. And the teacher said, that is what you think because she has been receiving my lessons for at least three months, so you owe me some money. <laughs> <laughs> it was my beginning in, in dance. Well, and principally in flamenco. I really <laughs> love the flamenco. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I think there's like a slight delay, so... Um, <laughs> but, but the connection? Um, yeah, the connection I, yeah, I think it's just like a little bit of a lag between, but it's okay. It will, um, yeah, we'll figure it out. Okay. <laughs> we'll catch up as we go. <laughs> but um, what was I going to say? Yeah, no, I love that story because I, ballet is, is very popular and very important in Cuba, right? So um, was there a lot of flamenco going on around you? I mean, others, other than in the next <laughs> studio? Yes. In fact, the Spanish culture 
in our culture is a very important root of our two roots. We, ha we have a very important and hard roots, the African one and the Spanish one. But the Spanish one is really loved and girls want to learn Spanish dance. Uh, so when I used to, I used to walk for the streets and a lot of mothers came to ask me, hey, you know, I want to roll my, my kid in your lessons, in your flamenco lessons. So I used to ask, how old is she? <laughs> because normally they had two or three years old and they wanted they to dance in Spanish. Oh <laughs> yes, yes, it's very, they, in Cuba, every, every Cuban loves Spanish dances and loves Spanish culture. So all, all of them wanted to learn how to dance it. So yes, in Cuba ballet, ballet, uh, principally the Cuban national ballet is well known, is really well recognized and is in, inside our country too. But there is, there is amazing Spanish companies too that develop the Spanish, uh, journey. So, me, my company, Compañía Irene Rodriguez, it was the most new one. Yeah. <laughs> I created my company in 2012, okay. 2012. But since God, I received, well, all the, the love and the recognition nationally and internationally for my, for my work. It's more contemporary, you know, it's more actual. Right. Yeah, I wanted to ask about that because you say that you're interested in evolving the flamenco style and creating new trends. And I was wondering if you could talk more about that. Oh, yes. For example, like I told you, I started dancing classic ballet. So I finally graduated in that and parallel with my flamenco career. And after that, I have received many, many lessons of contemporary. So my the dance style. So my training is in classic ballet, contemporary, and flamenco. Mm -hmm. So I put everything together. I mix everything to create a personal style. Besides that, I'm graduating in acting uh, from university. Nice, yeah. So I used to, I used to, and I love to create choreographies with a topic, with a dramatic you know topic and develop that through the dance so i need to i need to include acting i need to include contemporary movements freedom that the contemporary dance give you uh and of course with my vocabulary that is flamenco but what i i love to say i love put, putting together all the styles and all the tendons that helps me to show my, my, my feelings, to show what I want to say to the audience. So this is the base of my style, putting together all these contemporary tendons in the world with a projection of the scene, very minimal, and my contemporary way to dance the flamenco. And Cuban, and a Cuban, a very Cuban who is is it? It? Yeah, Latin American. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I was curious if there is sort of like a Cuban influence to the type of flamenco that you dance, or is it, um, I mean, it, it sounds like you're influenced by a lot of different things, like your acting background, ballet. Like, do you think your um, ballet training also helps you with, with flamenco? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, of course. The, the classic ballet training gives you a physical preparation that you will use in any other style. Yeah. So it's really important. What I really recommend to all the flamenco dancers is they are they should be training in classic ballet too. Mm -hmm. right. You know, to turn the, 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 the collocation of the body is really important and you only learn it through the classic ballet style, you know? So I am really focusing in, you know, develop my technique in classic ballet and my dancers and my students do it too. Oh, okay. So do you still train in ballet? Or oh, yes. Yes. Ballet? Every single day. Oh, wow. Okay. That's... In my company, when, when I, in Cuba, my company used to take one hour and a half of ballet daily, one hour of contemporary and one hour of flamenco technique. And after that, we are starting doing the rehearsals of the choreographies or the new creations. Just after that. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, because that was one of my questions where he was like, how do you prepare? How do you... Uh
stay in train and stay in shape to do what you do. I mean, it's so physical, like <laughs> watching yeah. it. Like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's really, it's really hard. It's really hard because I need to create my own school in Cuba because I needed dancers that could be able to dance either a flamenco than a bolero school style. You know, people people doesn't know because flamenco is very known yeah. that there is another styles inside the Spanish dance world. Mm. In fact, there is four styles. Okay. The bolero school that was born together with the classic ballet style. They have a lot of in common. In fact, there is many Spanish steps that now belongs to the classic ballet war oh. steps. The flamenco style, that is a folk style that came from Andalusia with many influence from Africa, the Egyptians, the, you know, many, many influence. The folk styles that are salsa of dance that they have born in a different towns in Spain. There is salsa of them. It's impossible a, a, a person know how to dance all of them. Mm. And the stylization of the Spanish dances. Okay. That is the way to do it more stylized, the folk style, the flamenco style, and the whatever school. So to can be a really professional flamenco, Spanish dancer, not only flamenco dancer, Spanish dancer, you need to know about classic ballet because you need it to dance the bolero school and the stylization. So, and you need to know how to dance the folk dances too. That, so, Spanish war, dance, Spanish dance war is really rich and it's really deep to understand and to, to know, but I really love it. So I wanted my choreographies be, have all this influence and we can be able to dance all these styles. So I need to prepare students and dancers that were able to do it. Yeah. So that is why, that is why I create my school parallelly with the company, with the professional company. Oh. And all these students are starting, you know, belonging to the company as soon as they graduated, because I have different levels since the kids, yeah. the elemental school, to the medium level that they became professional at 18 years old. Oh, wow. Okay. So you started your company and your school like simultaneously? Yes, yes. We, I started in January in 2012, the professional company. And in July, we opened our own school okay. with summer courses, with everything. Yeah. And we had, I, I used to have there two schools. The professional one that they receive more than five, more than four hours per day of, of dance lessons. And the vocational one that where all these kids with five years old, six years old that want to learn and in face, or people with teenagers or, or old adults that want to know more about the Spanish dances, but not in a professional way. So I had 400 students. Oh my God. <laughs> in general, in my space in, in Havana, wow. 400 students. That's amazing. Um, and so, because you're in California now. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Now I'm in California. Okay. So do you go back and forth? Well, right now, I guess it's hard. To <laughs> no. <laughs> no, now, not for the moment because I have a contract. But I have been, you know, in this time, it's impossible me to dance in any stage but anyway i have been doing some streaming that you have seen them with the jolly theater with the jacob's pillow dance festival so i have another committed works for other over the other centers and institutions but you know not dance yet yeah, <laughs> because, yeah. because of this lockdown that is awful for everybody I know. Are you able to like get into a studio where you are? Or yes, yes. I'm very lucky in that point because I have a studio to can train. I have a lot of space and freedom to go there. But anyway, I I love I would love to be on a stage, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I guess it's 
do you, is performing like your your favorite thing i mean i guess that's gotta be like where you get the most yeah. feedback and yeah i miss for example i i was invited to dance at the yeko's pillow and it was canceled. Right. Instead, we did this virtual gala, but I would love to go there. It's an amazing festival with amazing people. So I would love to have gone. You know, I miss Jacob's Pillows a lot. I grew up going there as a kid, actually, because I grew up in that part of like New England. So yeah, oh. it's so beautiful there. It's, um, yes, it's beautiful, beautiful and you breathe dance everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was I was so sad when they had to cancel their season, but hopefully yeah. next year we'll be able to go back. I hope so. Yeah. I really hope so. Um, I was curious like what your creative process looks like because your work is so rich and it feels like you have these beautiful you create beautiful um almost like stories and paintings on stage you know everything you know every detail with the costumes and lighting and everything is always like really just beautiful and I was wondering if you know do you usually start with a concept or a piece of music or you know how does that what does that look like well every time is different you know yeah. a lot I have been asked that many times and they always say every every time is different for example my last big choreography for the company was the screen inspired in the Munch, Edward Munch paint for the Jacob's Pillow. It was a comedic work last year for the Jacob's Pillow. And of course, it was the painting that, that inspired me. I, I have been a lot of years, you know, loving this pain and wanted to create something for that. And I finally did it. <laughs> but other, other time has been the music. I love, for example, I love fire music, Manuel de Fire music. Okay. Or another times inspired by the writer Lorca, Federico Garcia Lorca. Okay. Uh, today, in fact, today I received a really nice invitation for a comedic work with Lorca too. I can't say who because it's a still it's a still a surprise. But I, I really love this writer and every time I inspire on him, he's very successful in my career, is a point of turn in my career. And so I love to create pieces inspired in his life and his works. Mm -hmm. So yes, I I have been inspired in, in his uh, writings or his life. Um, for example, the crime was in Granada, El Crimen fue en Granada, mm -hmm. was a choreography inspired in a poem with the same name by Antonio Machado about the killing of Federico Garcia Lorca, and it was amazing. I received many awards, principally an award um, in the eighth certamen Ibero-American of choreography in the world is really important. It's given by Spain. So for me, it was amazing <laughs> for a Cuban Spanish company mm. and a Cuban Spanish dancer and choreographer to receive an award from Spain yeah. is, you know, is really important for me. It, it really was in 2012. In the, in the in the same year, I created my company. Yes, and with this work, so I have been rec recreating uh, the Federico Garcia Lorca's life and works in many other pieces. Uh, La Pena Negra, for example, that was another comedic work by the Jacobs Bell in 2017. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's a movement or a feeling that inspired me, inspired me or moved me to create a piece. Yeah. So now I have many ideas. In fact, this Sunday, m most probably, I'm going to share in my YouTube channel a new piece I create for myself. Oh, nice. <laughs> a research, a research in the vocabulary of the legs, of the footwork. Okay. That is really, really important and really appreciated.
yeah. in, in the flamenco war. So it's myself doing everything you are going to see. <laughs> I, can, I can say what, what you are going to see, but the only secret is myself doing everything. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's a new piece. Uh, you know, that is why creators has. Um, it doesn't matter if it is committed or not of anybody's waiting for that. Uh, I love it to, to do this piece, you know, because yeah. I need to create, I need to dance. And this is the only way now I have to do it. Right. Yeah, I know. That's, um, I'm excited on Sunday. I'll be looking out for that for sure. Great. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like the piece that you created for the Jacob's Pillow Gala was just gorgeous. And was that created in quarantine since, you know, since... COVID and all, yeah. Yes, it was completely created in the in the quarantine. I create all the stage behind, all the back yeah. backstage. <laughs> I create everything. I found the palettes. I move them like a weight, creating a way. Uh, so I, I I was really you know volcada inspired to doing that my mom my mom lived with me and she helped me in everything um, and a friend that came from l8 that he was connected some minutes ago that came to help me to film the the choreography but it was really hard to do it was really hard to do and wait for the sunset uh, um, you know, and expressing all the idea in only three minutes and a half. The most important thing is I need to develop the idea and the feeling in only three minutes and a half. Right. So it's, it was hard. Right. It was really hard to do. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, when you are an artist and principally was when you are an immigrant and you move and try to do your career in different country, you need to leave behind many scenes and face a different country, a different scenes. And many artists have done it, even leaving behind many personal scenes and have done many sacrifices to follow their dream. And it was about that. Follow my dreams, follow the dreams of all the artists. And principally now, that is so complicated to develop our art, our careers. Right. Yeah. No, I think, um, I mean, I, yeah, that was a beautiful piece. And if people you know, that are watching now or um, watching later haven't seen it, I think, I think it might still be available on Jacob's Pill. But I know you have like a clip on your Instagram. Yes, yes. Yeah. So and a small part. Yes, I have yeah. a small part. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that might evolve into something? I mean, to create like maybe a longer piece or was that? Oh, yes. Yeah. This is this is a, and a small work. This is supposedly a work in progress. Okay. For okay. the next year, the next spring, if the coronavirus allows us, um, I will. I'm going, I'm going to to participate um, in the Vivian Jones endowment at the Jacobs Pillow. So I, I will be there and develop this work. It's a residence for Jacobs Pillow. It's my first time having a residence at Jacobs Pillow. So I have been dancing twice in this festival. I'm very honored for that. I have had many, many invitations, you know, to dance and many performances. The last time I had seven, <laughs> seven performances there in the Touchdowns Theater. But now I have a residence. Oh, great. You know, so I, I, I'm, I will be focused to develop this idea in a personal show, in a personal performance. Nice. So... That is one of the next projects for next year. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, I hope that. I hope that can happen for sure. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, speaking of which, I guess um, I was curious, what have been some of the, the greatest challenges of your, in your career? I mean, you've done a lot in, at a young age and everything. And, um, Thank you. Know, yeah. What do you think? Um, you know, what have some of the challenges been and how have you overcome them? What, I, what I'm thinking is going to happen? Oh, no, I mean, just for you, like, in the past, like, what have been some of, like, 
the the greatest challenges um you know so far to date like up up until now um oh you know everything has been a challenge in <laughs> in my life in my career principal the beginning was when i wanted to study dance in a professional way mm. i don't have any artists in my family Okay. All of them are from the maths, economists, engineers, so any artist. <laughs> so it was like, what? Yeah. When you go to university to study engineers, I said, no, no, I'm going, I'm going to dance professionally. I'm going to be an artist, a dancer. And of course, I'm going to college and university, but in arts. Mm -hmm. So I did it. Uh, even I have a master's degree in art. Uh, I was doing my PhD before coming. Okay. And I hope, I hope to, to, to have the opportunity to, to continue it. And, you know, it was the first challenge. Yeah. The second challenge was develop a style and a kind of dance that is so, it, 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 it needs so many stuff. <laughs> to yeah. dance Spanish dances, you need flamenco shoes, flamenco skirts, fans, a scarf, castanets, flowers. So, <laughs> it, you know, our country, Cuba, is crossing by a very hard economic, economical period. So it's very, it's very hard. It's very difficult to find all this stuff, principally, principally because they come from Spain and we don't have any deliver or UPS. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> or Amazon, there is not Amazon or UPS in Cuba. So if you, there is, you know, any way to, to ask for things to Spain and bring them to Cuba. So we don't have business, you know, uh, way to pay by internet, by cards, credit cards. We don't have it in, in Cuba either. Oh my God. So it's very complicated. Every time I needed the help, so many with of many people in this country, very Americans, friends, very loved friends that helped me, like Peggy Gustad, like Michael Sykes, that know my work, love what I did, mm -hmm. and used to help me, bringing me all this stuff, helping me to have flamenco, professional flamenco shoes that are so expensive for us in Cuba. And they used to buy in Spain and send or bring, bringing it to us to Cuba. So I really want to appreciate their help mm -hmm. and their contribution because it was indispensable for our work, to develop our work. So I really want to, to say thanks to them by this video one more time because they, they know I love them. Yeah. And all, of course, all the people that raised this money to have my work and my company work too. Right. So, I mean, when you were a kid, just starting out and like sneaking into flamenco classes, how did you have fan and castanets and all these things? <laughs> oh my God! I will tell you a story. That 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 night that I told you, the teacher came down and asked for my mom. It was the first moment my mom realized I love the Spanish culture, and my family, my four grandparents, came from Spain. Oh, wow. So it was my blood, you know, I really love it. It was in my, in my character. So she understood it, but <laughs> she, in fact, she loved it. I, I wanted to learn Spanish dances, but the problem was she came all the way back home saying, hi, Irene, I had the, the, the point shoes. I have the normal ballet shoes, but I now I don't have the flamenco shoes. I don't have skirts. I don't have pants. I don't have anything. <laughs> And how to find it, she, you know, she was walking and figured it out how to do and said, don't worry, we will figure it out how to do it, but you will, we will start enroll it in, in flamenco lessons too. Mm -hmm. So I was so happy and, you know, my first, my first rings like this that are very flamenco, yeah. it was, it, in Cuba it didn't exist in that time, it didn't exist a way to find or buy it. So it was, you know, the curtain in the bathrooms that has oh, this. The curtain, like, oh. Yes, the hang of the curtain. Right. It was my first. I have a picture. If you if you enter in my Instagram page, okay. you will see a picture with a white and red uh, costume, 
and I was 10 or 11 years old, and I explained all the outfits I have, how it was done. I explained every single scene. The costume, the costume, it was a costume done by my grandma. It, my, the, my, the teacher wanted me to have a polka dot costume. Okay. And in Cuba, we didn't have that fabric. Oh, wow. It was impossible to buy it on the stores. So my grandma said, don't worry, Irene. I will cut every single ball and she paste every one. And I had my polka dot costume. Wow. Oh, that's the, the, the earrings was, I told you, this hand thing of the right. curtain of the bathroom. Right. And the shoes, the flamenco shoes, it was an orthopedic shoes oh, for really? kids that, you know, have this rounded point, not a normal shoes, girls' shoes that are really like this, like point, no, it has to be like rounded, yeah. with a heel, a high heel of a, my mother's high heels. Oh my God. She you took like... it out and put it in the orthopedic shoes. Wow. <laughs> it was a flamenco anyway. I was so happy with my outfit and I felt it was more flamenco than any other outfit in the world. Yeah. <laughs> So it was my beginnings, you know, so it was hard. Right. It continued being hard all the time. Even when I create my company, um, you know, it was hard to find, find, out, find out how to do the productions and everything, yeah. but we did it. You know, yeah. what Cubans has and principally artists is we create scenes. Mm -hmm. We figured it out how to do it, how to do scenes without any stop. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, I have to be like so resourceful and determined and you know, like, yeah, that's, that's amazing. I feel like that probably helped you succeed, like having that, um, you know, having to have been inventive from a young age. So. We are, we are creators for nature. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yes, we create, we create all the time, but we don't stop over laugh for to doing scenes and principally our love to dance. So um, it's like this. For example, when I was studying, it, it, it didn't exist gel or spray to put your head like this in the uh, lesson. Right. And the, anyway, the teacher used to ask us to have the hair like this. Oh. So we create water with sugar and we used to paste. Oh my God. <laughs> it was our spray. Right, but right. you know we are really professional in our our dance lessons. So now, uh, when when I had my own school with four hundred students, and they have all the possibilities because now it's easier to have an spray or a gel. Gel. I say, okay, you can't come without your hair being really straight because I used to do it in the eighties <laughs> with no spray or gel at all. Yeah. At all. So you need to come very professional, and they were so perfect. You can see the pictures in my, I, I repeat you, in my Instagram or my Facebook page. And they are so professional. Yeah. And I, the parents helps me so much to, you know, to develop these feelings uh, to the kids. And it was really important. Another detail, in Cuba, <laughs> there is a joke that there is the, the normal time and the Cuba time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Because if you stay at 5 for a meeting, a Cuban can arrive at 5.20 and it's, right. it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not like this. I'm not like this at all. Um, I'm very, you know, professional. I love to do things on time, like in England. <laughs> so my students need to learn that if the lesson started at five it was at five not at five and one minute because they couldn't they couldn't enter to the lesson wow. so at the beginning it was like very rare to the parents but after that they they appreciate it because they were learning discipline yeah and that is why that what dance has mm -hmm. they dance teach us to be so disciplined right. in, in general I don't know other arts, but I can talk about dance, and you really need to be very disciplined. So I have been said for other teachers, for other disciplines about, for example, French, French language that I started learning, that 
she, the teacher used to set me, uh, you know, I have been the teacher of many dancers and they are so disciplined studying. <laughs> and that is because we have, you know, yeah. many rules, right. many rules. In a ballet lesson, you can arrive late because you are not warm enough to jump or to do the turns or whatever. So if you arrive on the time and one minute, you are not able to enter in. Right. You are right. about to. So it's really important to develop off this character. You need to be brave, mm -hmm. uh, be, through, be going through everything, even your own pains, lesions. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think it's, I love my career, you know. Yeah. I, I can say. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think, you know, I danced like for a long time as a kid and, you know, not professionally obviously but you know it's I, it's just amazing because it combines so many things I mean it is like you, the physical obviously is, is incredibly demanding but the mental and emotional part is very demanding yes, yes. in Cuba the professional ballet dancers have even psychology psychology yeah. help yeah. because it's, it's you know they have many contests mm -hmm. and many pressions over them in in, a, in, in an age that is really complicated to understand everything and face since. So it's really good. It's yeah. really good to have all this help. The, the teachers always help us. And now I'm a teacher. Well, I used to help my students too. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so I heard maybe you could teach us a little, a little something maybe. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I love, I, I know, I know people love to know how to move the hands. That's really yeah. important for the flamenco uh, style. Yeah. You know, for women, the hands and the fingers have to be mm -hmm. so soft like a doll. Uh, okay? okay? So there is some ways to learn how to move the hands. There is many techniques. But what I use is putting together the middle finger with the thumb finger tied to okay. start bending. So you move the wrist in, doing a complete turn, and moving back the wrist without moving the elbows or the uh, arms. Now I'm putting the hands like this because, of course, we have on a small screen that right. is supposed to be the first position. So you move the wrist in and wrist out. Yes, without moving, without moving the elbows. Right. Remember that, that, is, that is okay. I'm going to record. I'm going to record that part. This part because I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You make it look so easy, but <laughs> yes. Okay. One more time. So. Okay. Is here and inside, out, and out again. This is the technique, okay? One, one more time. One in and one out, okay? Okay. One more time. <laughs> in and out again. One more time. Without moving the elbows, remember. Okay. In and out so when you finish the turn mm -hmm. you do like a bound you bound and continues doing the other turn in or out so now we know we need now we know this technique we need to find out all the time for this position so you are like this and you try to do like a zero and open again the fingers and one more time Look like a zero with your middle finger and dumb one, and back and straight and very soft. And again, yes, you're doing it great, Alex. <laughs> yes, yes. So it's it's try to do like a zero, but don't tie it again. Okay. Okay. One and two and three and four. One more time. One and two and three and four. Remember, the most important thing is your hands has to be really soft, really yeah. soft, really sensual. So after, after you know this technique that you are looking for a zero and your middle finger is first looking for this position, you can use any other, you know, 
finger to do the turn, you know, sometimes I do this and I start with my pinky finger. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so other times, even with the second one, you know, like yeah. this, and all the moment your hands needs to be in move, you know, right. movement, huh. movement. Yes, all the very flamenco scene is to know how to do the snap. This, okay, are you doing it's that? With really, yes, I can do it with one, with the other, and with both together. Okay, yes, it's like this. So, when you're dancing. You can do like castanets. There is right. an there is amazing dancers that know know how to play and used to do this like even castanets. <laughs> it's oh, wow. so loud and amazing. So you can do with these two of the right hand or your if you are left hand with your left hand, and you do like two sounds in one. You know, knocking oh, okay. with your dumb finger. So. <laughs> oh, I never yes. knew you <laughs> <laughs> It takes many years, you know. It takes many years. I know. I know. It's like so. Your hands are getting a workout. When you're <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I used to put my students to do one, two, one, two. So it's a workout of yeah. fingers workout. <laughs> Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> I'm like, I just yes. realizing I haven't gotten a manicure in a long time. <laughs> yes, I, I, I love to do it while dancing. It gives you like another, you know, what flamenco style has is many possibilities to percussions. You can, you know, we do percussions with all the parts of okay. our body, not only with the, with the feet. Right. Because people think, okay, percussion with the feet. No, we do percussion with your over fingers, with the palmas, with knocking our hands in different parts of our body. Right. So there is many possibilities to, to do percussion, to do music. What I love in flamenco style is we are doing music all the time. We are musicians. Yeah, we are part yeah. of the musical composition, comp composition yeah. you know? All the time we are, doing, we are doing music with the percussionist or the guitarist player. So the flamenco dancer either uh, has to be a, an amazing dancer and a musician, have an amazing musical ear. Mm. It's really important that too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible, honestly. Like I, I mean, I remember the very first time I saw flamenco and just being like, "Wow!" Like you know, because yeah. It is so incredible. let's try to do this again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> One and two. Remember, don't move the elbows. Right. And one and two and three and four and one and two. Do you hear me now? Yeah, I hear you. 
I, I think now it's a little like far. Yeah. The sound. Something happened. Can you hear? It was perfect until now. I know something weird happened. <laughs> and now, do you hear me better? I hear you fine, but I hear like a little echo. Um, I hear you lower. Lower. Hmm. Um. Well, I think I think we covered like most of my questions, anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> do you want to know anything else? <laughs> I'm sure I could keep you on here all night, but um, but I <laughs> I want to be respectful of your time and just say thank you so much for for this and um and you know for the oh uh, instead I you know like somebody saying they can't hear us now yeah I think it's I don't know what happened I think maybe it was just a minute you know a problem for a minute I think oh maybe maybe yeah, i don't I know <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um but yeah i'm i'm just so happy to like get to know you a little bit more and um thank you for the lesson and <laughs> i hope that no i love it uh, did you see me dancing when i went to new york at the joyce theater yeah i've seen you at the joyce at least twice yeah um, yes, yeah. <laughs> I went. I went the first time in 2016, um, and in 2019 too, in January. Okay. Yeah, I, I think... love the Joy Theater. Uh, Perfect. I have yeah. Many many followers there. Yeah. Um, I'm very proud to say all my performances were sold out, even when they were in January. Yes. Twenty when zero Fahrenheit. Oh my God. In New York, the one of the day I danced in the last performance that was at 8 p.m. on Sunday of mm. zero degrees, and even even the people in the theater, theater uh, they told us they told me maybe we need to cancel the performance because when this this weather in New York they close the metro they close everything. Oh wow! So maybe it will be you know canceled. Mm. And it wasn't, and it was, I was so surprised that people came to the show. They, it was plenty, the theater. So when we finished, it was our last performance and the second of the, that, of that day, <laughs> because oh. we had two shows. And when I saw all that theater stand up, I said, okay, since I, I really need to speak with them. You know, normally the dancers doesn't speak at the end of the shows. I needed to do it. Uh, I really, I was really thankful for they came to my show in that conditions. Um, I said, okay, if you can, it will be warm, warmer, warmer inside than outside. So we do it today. We are going to do yes, an improvisation for you because we have a special audience and we stand in the show and we start dancing and improvisating after the show for other. Over 20 minutes. <laughs> oh my god! And they love it. They love it. Yeah. It was really nice for us, and for me, it was an unforgettable experience. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a great. Um, I always call it my second home in New York because I usually spend so much time going to the Joyce and so many great, yes, yes. great shows. So, um, but imagine I'm not Latin America. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, didn't get, get out until the end of the second show at 11 p.m. Mm. because it was too hard for me go outside with zero degrees and yeah. turn and warm up again so I, I stayed inside the center so I don't know how you to live with this kind of weather <laughs> yes it's, it's hard for dancers and for normal people Start everything again. 
Well, I think um, I think we're gonna get clicked off shortly anyway. So yeah, I think we're good. Um, but thank you, thank you again, and um, thank you, thank you, my life, my my experiences. Yeah, I know, and hopefully I'll see you maybe at Jacob's Pillow next year. <laughs> that would be. I hope. I hope. To have the possibility i hope to be you know able to dance this um next sprint and yeah. um, i really hope all the situation be over yeah. very very <laughs> soon and we yeah. can return to theaters we can return to our life um i talk by myself but uh, i really believe all the dancers are crossing for the same scene this is our life you know this is only 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 way to express ourselves. We don't know other kind of life. Yeah. So be out of the theaters is hard. Yeah, for be sure. out of our performances on the daily training. People most of most of the dancers doesn't have a studio yeah. to train. Right. So they are doing their best in their kitchens, living rooms. They are doing their best to continue dancing. And that is admirable, you know. Yeah, yeah, it is. I really so. Like... Uh, I really, I really hope we are able to return to our reality, mm -hmm. to our life again. It's yeah. really hard for us. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, we're, I can't imagine. It's, it's like, I think, um, you know, the arts are so vital, and it's one of the things that's been hit the hardest by this. Um, by this situation, by this health crisis, so. Yes, um, I, I really hope everything, you know, can return at least a new normality. Yeah. <laughs> a new normality. Yeah. So we can dance again for our audience and people that really need to fill their hearts with art and with love again. Principal and now, after all this lockdown and sadness and instability, so I, I really hope we can dance again very, very, very soon. Yeah. And follow our dreams. <laughs> yes, for sure. Well, I think that's a great, um, a great note to end on and just, you know, remember like, yeah, we will, we will dance again. Well, I, I don't, I won't, I will watch you dance. But <laughs> it will, it will. So remember, yeah. remember to move your hands. Okay. And to practice. I will. I'm going to see you next week <laughs> after one week of practice. Okay. And this? Yes, I will. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I hope you have a, a great Thank night. you, Alex. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I really hope we can meet again and yeah. really hug each other. Yes. <laughs> that would be wonderful. I really admire what you do. So, sense for empower empowering all these women um, principally to be so close of the arts yeah yeah thank you well we will be in touch <laughs> bye thank you alex bye, bye.